Thank you for joining me today on Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter, and today we are taking a look into the Bible, and we are going to talk about small steps to big change. Now, in my particular personality, I'm sort of, in some ways, an all-or-nothing personality. I don't really like to talk about small steps to big change. I just want the big change, and I want the big change right away. But uh, I've learned over through lots of trials and over lots of time that most of the time to be able to have a change in your life that is sustainable, it's usually in the daily routine and in the small steps in which we really over time achieve that big change. And so truth number one that we'll talk about today is focus. So as we talk about focus and you think about maybe what you might like to change in your life, for some people it might be to be a better parent, perhaps it's to have a a more fruitful or more productive prayer life, be a better spouse, it might be lose weight, it could be read more books, travel more, whatever, Uh, focus is critical. So truth number one is focus. And as believers in Christ, regardless of what kind of change we're seeking or how much we think that change could benefit our life or benefit our health or benefit our relationships, our focus really has to stay on Christ. And I want to read to you uh, today out of Hebrews 12, and I'll read there verses 1 through 4 out of the New Living Translation. And it says there, therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility that he endured from sinful people. Then you won't be weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. And so when we talk about small steps to big change and we look at our lives as believers, the first and foremost thing that is critical before any project, any job, family venture, all of that change, whatever, it's that our focus stays on Christ. This particular scripture says it like this, keeping our eyes on Jesus, When we keep our eyes on Jesus and when we're living in obedience to his word, everything begins to take its proper order in our lives. I mentioned earlier that I tend in some areas of my life to be an all or nothing person. And that really isn't helpful to so many things. Like it's not helpful in um, a relationship with God. I mean, it's good when it's all, but when it's nothing, right? Or working out, if I can remember times in my life, I would decide that, oh, I'm gonna change my life. I'm gonna get healthier. I'm gonna work out. And I would come up with like some plan where I was gonna work out, you know, every single day for an hour a day, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, really 
especially if you have a full-time job and a family, it's really not so workable. That's really hard to do, to get all of that in there. If you've got a full-time job, you've got a family, you also, you go to church, you have places that you serve in your church. It's, I'll just say this, it is impossible for me to get to the gym seven days a week. It's just not sustainable. I could do it for a while, but not over the long haul. So today we're talking about small steps to big change. So as you think about whatever change that you might want to make. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Rather, if all or nothing hasn't been working for you, Maybe it's time to start small and to be very, very specific about the change that you want to make. Maybe you want to be a better communicator. Maybe you want to go back to school. Maybe it's just you want to be more disciplined in your Christian life and read and study the Bible more. Well, it's good to say, you know, I'll read a book of the Bible every day. But if you haven't even been reading like a chapter, probably jumping to read the whole book, it's probably one of those all or nothing things. It's probably one of those things you can do for a while, but won't be sustainable. What I found is that starting small, setting something really specific is what's really helpful to get you started. So if you're not reading the Bible at all or not very much, And it's mostly just like when you go to church or you're watching a show like this or whatever, maybe a chapter a day, maybe five minutes a day. You say, but that's not enough. I need to be doing more. Well, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm just saying if you haven't been doing anything, taking a small step to change, being consistent with that small step over time, you're going to see tremendous change. I remember uh, some years ago when I started out and my goal was at that time was to lose weight. Well, so it wasn't like just at that time, like that's just kind of been the story of my life. I've always struggled with weight. And so in my all or nothing personality, what I had done for my life, uh, really, even in elementary school and junior high and high school, I would try these trendy fad diets. I would try extreme diets and I could do them for a while and I would get good results. But let's say that I dropped down to 500 calories. I think I did that once for almost 60 days. 
after 60 days, I was pretty hungry and I just about ate my parents' whole house, just everything and anything. So the all or nothing thing, right? Not sustainable, doesn't work. So one day, and I was actually here at work and I thought to myself, huh, I prayed a lot of, God, will you help me lose 30 pounds in 30 days? I've tried all these insane things and nothing works. And finally, I guess, because in some ways I'm a slow, slow learner, the thought came to me, what if you just didn't have any big goals with this? What, what, what if, Monica, you were willing to just, say, lose weight very slowly, maybe a pound a week? What if you did that? And over 52 weeks, at the end of the year, you'd be 52 pounds lighter, and that would be good. And for whatever reason, I was able to latch onto that. And I did keep my eyes focused on Christ through that journey. And I prayed because I really, all I, my entire diet at that time was just junk food. You know, I'd have a few Doritos for breakfast, you know, just kind of get the day started. And don't, don't try to shame me. I'm just telling you, this is how I lived candy bar for lunch, some kind of fast food for dinner, and I was just gaining and gaining weight. And so I decided, okay, one pound a week. I joined Weight Watchers. I don't own stock in them, nothing like that. I just, you know, it's a slower way to lose weight at that time. And I had just really latched onto that small steps to big change. My initial problem with the healthy eating was that I didn't like anything on the healthy foods list. I mean, if you've been eating Doritos and cookies and drinking Coca-Cola, I'm just telling you, I, I just really didn't care to eat a salad, blah, 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 blah. So I started to pray because there was nothing on the food list that I liked. And so instead of praying to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, I really felt the Holy Spirit kind of turn that prayer. And I started praying and asking God, for the courage to change. And over time, after about 90 days, my taste buds really started to change. Uh, you know, I guess I was also just so hungry. I, I just started to like salad and like to eat some fruits and some vegetables, and that became healthy in the process. But I share that with you just to say that if trying all these great big plans in whatever you're doing, whether it's going back to school or reading the Bible, or you're going to pray. Someone told me once that they were going to tithe their prayer life. They were going to pray every day, you know, for at least 2.4 hours. And if you can do that, that is absolutely wonderfully awesome. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible does say to pray without ceasing. I don't know that I could honestly say that every day of my life that I'm able to go into the prayer closet for two or so hours every single day, but I do set a time to pray every day. So you have to do what works for you. If you haven't been praying one ounce of time, probably going to the prayer closet for just over two hours, it's probably going to be pretty hard to sustain. There's a pretty big change to take on. But if you start small, and if you focus on Christ and invite Christ into that change, because what we see so much in our lives, right, we see the symptoms. We don't, we're not always just able to see the root of what needs to be changed. For me in the weight loss journey, what I saw the symptoms was that about every year I was gaining about 10 pounds. And I realized if I don't stop this, what is going to happen? But I just saw the symptom. But the root was 
that I really didn't like healthy food. I really was afraid. There, there were so many things and I had to let God deal with that. So it may be whether it's your prayer journey, memorizing scripture, saving money, whatever it is, starting small, focusing on Christ, asking God for help and listening to how God might direct you or course correct you. Scripture in Hebrews also talks about letting go of the weight that so easily trips us up. And you all, I, I mean, I don't know because I only know what I've seen in my lifetime, but in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen it be such a dark time and such a heavy time. Just about everybody that I know is experiencing trial after trial, tough, heartbreaking situations. Um, you know, the news is filled with negativity. These are some really, really tough times. And if we're not focused on Christ, and I want to say this, it's kind of like we focus and we refocus. And the scripture tells us to let go of the sin that so easily entangles us. And so that can be just the heaviness, the heartbreak going on in our lives, the, the distractions perhaps of social media or family conversations that go awry. Well, I'm sure that probably doesn't ever happen at your house, but it happens at our house. Like sometimes I think it's going to be a perfectly nice, quiet evening, and it's just not for whatever reason. But there's a lot of tough things going on in our world, politically and relationally. And as I said, just about everybody I know is going through at least one major trial, if not several, at the same time. And so we have to get rid of the weight that so easily, the sin that so easily besets us, the distractions. I mean, we do what we can about the hard situations in our life, but the parts that we cannot change, we do have to let those go as best we can. And sometimes that's several times a day, we have to let them go in prayer. But as we let that stuff go, we keep our eyes and hearts focused on Christ, invite him into whatever change that we're trying to make and make that change small and specific. I'm gonna read one chapter a day in the Bible at my lunch hour, after work, set figure out what it is you want to do and set a sustainable goal to do it and start small. I will put, of course, all of this on the online extras at the website, monicaschmelter.com. So truth number one is to focus on Christ, to focus. Truth number two, the word to remember is forward. Because the thing is, in whatever we need to change, whatever the Holy Spirit brings to us, in all likelihood, we're going to have a few challenges and maybe take, you know, a step or two or three backward or we're going to fall down or whatever it is. So remember truth two forward. Look with me in Philippians three verses 12 through 14. I'll read from the New Living Translation. So this is, of course, Paul speaking. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, 
forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So what he's saying here is that he is forgetting the past. So when you want to change something, the past probably will pop up to remind you of why you're never really going to be able to read the Bible regularly or why you'll never be able to lose weight or why you can't go back to school or why this relationship isn't going to work. But he says, I look forward. Now, he, of course, is speaking about the prize the high calling in Christ. And we all have that to look forward to if we know Christ. No matter what we're trying to change right now at this moment, to have that forward focus on Christ, that ultimately all of this, these uncertain times, the darkness, the heartbreak, at some point, all, everything in this world system will be done. And this will be the old order of things and it will pass away, but he will make all things new. So while we're still here, before we get to that promise of hope that we have in Christ, we are called to live in dominion right here on planet earth with the identity of all identities, sons and daughters of Christ. And we focus on Christ and truth number two, we forward, we keep moving forward. So if whatever change that you make, if you fall down and you, uh, something bad goes wrong, move forward, get up, don't stop, don't quit. I can remember in past diets that I tried, like, and I'm sure you've heard people say this, well, you know, I ate two cookies, so the whole diet, you know, it's all blown, so I might as well just eat the whole box. You know, that, it makes people laugh, right? Because we do that sometimes, I've done it but it's not helpful. I mean, if I got a scratch on my car, would I say, oh, I just scratched my car, so I think I'll just drive it off a cliff because, I mean, it's already got a scratch. It's not good thinking. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com. Truth number two, forward. If you fall down, get back up. If you, for one year, I decided that I would memorize one scripture a week. Well, I didn't make it all 52 weeks, but I made it many weeks out of that year. So I didn't decide like at week 41, well, gosh, I skipped the last two weeks. I got busy or this happened. I thought, you know what? Let's just do this again, which brings us as we talk about truth number two forward to consistency. Consistency is more powerful then sometimes those all-out efforts that we make that are so all-out and so extreme that we can't sustain. So trade out that whole all-out th all thing if you can't sustain it and trade it for consistency. Do what you can when you can. Start small and be consistent with that small change. Do you know that if you take, if you can just even read the Bible one chapter a day, 
at the end of the year, you know, that's 365 chapters of the Bible that you've read. If you can pray, and of course, pray without ceasing, but if you can go into the prayer closet for 15 minutes a day and pray in that quiet alone time, that is 15 minutes of your day that you have invested in the kingdom of God, where you have invited God into your life, into your family, and asked for his will to be done. If you can do that consistently, that's better than, well, I can do it for 2.4 hours and I make it for two weeks and then up, can't do it. So, you know, all that's big and extreme and glitzy, if you can do it and sustain it, then do that. But for most of us, what we find is small steps consistently over time will eventually lead to big change. Truth number three is finish. Now, a lot of us, myself included, I can be good at getting started, but I'm not always able to finish. You know, I go out and I buy my journal and I write down all of my goals and I look at this and I look at that and I have got the plan, but do I finish the plan? Remember, we're talking here today, small steps (laughs) lead to big change and we've got to finish. I want you to look with me at this um, couple of passages of scripture in the book of 2 Timothy. And in chapter 4, verses 6 to 8, Paul says this, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and have remained faithful. He goes on to say, And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will give me on the day of his return. And that prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. And so we fall into that group in this scripture, into that last sentence where he says, and the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So as we talk about finishing. I want us to understand this scripture in its context so that we can truly develop and sustain the finish mindset. Paul writes this scripture from prison. He's writing it to Timothy. He's giving it his all out to Timothy because Paul knows that his life is short. He knows at this point he's not ever going to be released from prison. He knows that it's, he's coming close to the end. And he's taking that, he, you just think about, like he is like in a dungeon. He is in a dark and dreary place that is not climate controlled, that is not an easy life. And what is he doing with this time? He's speaking to Timothy and he's like, Timothy, don't be timid. Don't be afraid. Be strong in your faith. And he's telling Timothy, look, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. My life is being poured out as an offering in these final moments of his life. 
He's pouring into somebody else and, and he's pouring into Timothy and to those around Timothy and he's letting them know what's truly important. And he says, the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, and not just for me, but for all those who look forward to his appearing. So in these dark times and all of these changes that we want in our lives and the things that we think would improve and would make life better and easier and more convenient, which most of the time, all those things on products and devices, I don't know, they say they save time, but somehow we find a way to fill that time with something else. So might want to keep that in mind. But he says, not just for him, but for all who look forward to his appearing. So in these small steps to big change, don't forget to be cognizant of the fact that we can be joyful and rejoice and look forward to his appearing. This life is not all there is. Yep, we're called to live in dominion until we get to that other side. And there are things we want to do and there are changes we want to make. But I share the background of that scripture with you and in context and what's going on with Paul's life, that what he's encouraging Timothy to do is to stay strong, to finish the things that are in your life and that are on your plate right now, the things that have plagued you, that have popped up to hinder you. Maybe it's lack of education. Maybe it's that you need to improve communication and thus improve relationships, make a plan, focus the plan on Christ first. When Christ is first, everything else in our lives takes on a new, a proper, and a holy perspective. And keep moving forward. If you mess up, get back up and his mercies are new every single morning. And then finish. If you started reading one chapter a day and then you went on vacation and that sort of fell by the wayside and you got back to work and you were just loaded up with work and you just forgot about it. We don't have time to be beating ourselves up over these things. And not only do we not have time, it's not helpful. It's not fruitful. It's not productive at all. Get back up so that you can finish so that we can say, along with Paul, that we finished our race when that day comes, that we finished what's been assigned to us, that we've walked in dominion, that these areas perhaps that have plagued us, that have caused us angst, the, the things that we would like to improve, whether that's a prayer life, a relationship with your husband or with your wife. We want to be people who have the finish mindset and to change anything, to change anything we probably will have better results if we start small. And while we might have all these glorious, big, big, big plans of all the things that we can do and turn over a new leaf and all of that, start small, be specific, be consistent. Consistency wins over just all out effort five days and then you fall off the bandwagon. And so if you start with small steps and you stay consistent over time, you're going to see big change. That year that I decided to go on the weight loss journey over those 52 weeks, I was able to lose 70 pounds. Now, I've only been able to keep 62 of the pounds off, but I still, years later, 
kept 62 pounds off because I was willing to start small and be consistent. And I gave up the all or nothing. You can't sustain this sort of mentality. And I focused on Christ. I kept moving forward and I really looked forward to that finish. So I want to encourage you, whatever area that you want to see change, it might not come in a minute and it might be really, really challenging But today's truth that I want to encourage you with and leave you with and ask you to think about it. And again, we will put all of these items up on the online extras at monicaschmelter.com. But today's truth, if you start with small steps and if you stay consistent over time, you will see big change. Big change that is sustainable usually starts small and a willingness to be consistent. So whatever it is that you want to change, give it to God and do your best. I'm out of time. I've got to go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.